All right, so uh, up in the spare room at Wellspring, uh, leaning into our ABLE project videos, mm -hmm. ABLE practices. We're on E, uh, specifically we're talking about community. Yeah. Um, so this is sort of like, how do we live together? Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe we can just arc that a little bit yeah. in the biblical narrative. Yeah, just thinking about like Genesis 1, God creates the world, this, this, that creation cycle. Yeah. It is good, it is good, it is good. It's this yeah. refrain all throughout Genesis yeah. 1. The first time, though, that we read that something is not good yeah. is when God looks out and sees that the first human is alone. It's yeah. not good for man to be alone. Yeah. Which is pretty startling. It's amazing. Yeah, right? it's crazy. Every day, it's like, it's good, it's good. And then it's like, wait, wait what just happened? Totally. Yeah. And so there's like the red lights on our dashboard should be going off because yeah. this is really crucial that in God's eyes, this is again, pre-fall, yeah. this is not good yeah. for humanity to be before alone. Before sin has entered the world, before all that, yes. it's actually not good, even sinless person. Totally. To be on their own. To be on their own. And so this gets at this idea of to be human is to not just be like a walking individual, like me and God on our own, but it's to live in community with yeah. other humans yeah. who image God yeah. and to live in such a way where we're living together, breathing together, doing all of life together in this close connected way. Now, what happens in the biblical story is that when sin enters the world, it creates this rupture and divide. Yeah throughout community and creates this aspect where now it begins to be really hard to trust one another in community. So we see this with the Adam and Eve story post-fall. Uh, Cain and Abel, the yeah, first... The first worship story, the first Yes, siblings, totally. Murder. All these things become like all these relationships now become fractured. All these aspects of community become much, much harder because sin has now entered the world. Yeah. And this keeps kind of spiraling out of control, if you will. Now, as God sort of looks out on humanity, he has a plan to redeem and rescue humans and to bring them back into family and into community. So he calls Abraham and his family to not just be a blessing to kind of his own kind of pot yeah. or community, but to all the communities, all the families yeah. of the world, so that we might all kind of come back together and experience. And he says in Abraham, he's going to form him into a community. Yes, totally. Right. So he doesn't just say, Abraham, you're going to be a blessing to the world. Totally. Abraham, through you and your descendants, family, the yes. community, the family that I form in you, you guys are going to bless the world. Exactly. And so as this family is being formed and shaped, yeah. you know, eventually, kind of tragically, they end up in slavery yeah. in Egypt. Yeah. But as kind of God is working and rescuing his people and yeah. forming, right, yeah. out of Egypt, this new family, this new community, yeah. he gives them all these beautiful practices and habits. And a lot of them are shared. They're shared, shared habits, feasts, to rituals, form. Yeah, to, to form family life and community life together, yeah. where this is not just ancient Israel meant to live like one-on-one -on -one vertically only yeah. before Yahweh their yeah, God, but to live in community together. So yeah. all the feasts. Yeah. And a feast, it's helpful to totally, just yes, say yeah, this. Yeah. Like a feast is not, we sort of think of it as like this like maybe boring religious ceremony yeah, yeah, yeah. we read about, but no, this is like a party. It's a party. It's a celebration. So they have national parties yes. on a regular basis that like they get to enjoy one another yes. and God. In Deuteronomy 14, just kind of even thought of this, there's like an aspect where there's part of their like tithe, so to speak, that's set aside for these like national parties. celebrations and parties, right? Yeah. It's part of their structure. It's part yeah. of their society to have these communal kind of formation habits, celebrations yeah. to build this relationship on a horizontal level in, honor, in a way that's honoring to God vertically yeah, as well. Now, again, as the story sort of continues, we see that as sin kind of, kind of creeps in more yeah. and more in the family of Israel. Things start to break apart, fall apart. Eventually, as Israel's in the promised land, the family gets divided. So you have the northern and southern yeah. kind of kingdoms, Which if you like will. right after Solomon. And exactly, David. I mean, right. Really quick. So again, the fracturing of family, yeah. the fracturing of community happens because sin and pride and all yeah. sorts of things kind of creep in. Ex exile comes in. Yeah. But through sort of like the Psalms and the prophets, there's this 
again, forward-looking hope that God would kind of bring back Israel and reform Israel into another beautiful community. Psalm 68 has this great line where it says, the psalmist writes, God sets the lonely in families. Mm. And I think even about as ancient Israel kind of looking out, wondering like what has happened to us in exile, what has happened to us in our family, that God's heart is to set the lonely, not just in ancient Israel's time, but in Mm. our time as well, where we have a ton of loneliness, ton of sort of isolation to bring the lonely into his family. And so as we look at the ministry and life of Jesus, this is exactly, we see Jesus doing among other things, bringing the foreigner, the outcast, the lonely, into the family of God, well, into Well, because modern Christians, often we think, oh, I just need a personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Totally. But Jesus doesn't just meet with people one-on-one. Yeah, totally. He forms a community. Yes. That's one of the first thing he does. He calls disciples, forms into a community, does life with them, yes. trains and equips them, sends them out communally. For sure. Brings them out, right? After he dies in his resurrected, right? He sends the community, community out, out yes. to be his witnesses in the world. For sure. I even think about, you know, even knowing Jesus' teachings, where yeah. one of the famous parables that we have is the parable of the lost sheep. Yeah. And sometimes, and I've, I've done this too, we kind of view it through this lens of, oh yeah, that's God coming after me as an individual. Yeah. And what does he do? What does he, he do though? He the sheep back to the fold to and the they com- throw a party. Throw a party, right? So it's all about <laughs> taking that lonely individual, sure. and br- uh, that lost individual, and bring them back into the, the family, family, the community, totally. and to have this communal aspect, this communal way yeah. of living That's in good. the family of God. Now, this kind of just kind of continues more and more as, yeah. you know, Jesus descends or ascends back to the Father, yeah. you know, the pouring of the Spirit, Acts chapter 2. We have the formation of the church, yeah. right? And it's a community. It's a, yeah. it's a group of people from various backgrounds totally. ethnically. And what we see in Acts 2.42 and following, they're, they're breaking the bread. Yeah. They're sharing possessions. Possessions, all these sorts of things. Yeah. Where Praying together, attending temple yes. together. Like they're spending time together. Time together. And again, it's one of those things where you read through the book of Acts, you just can't help but notice how much of like Paul's own ministry team is communal. It's not yeah. just him doing these missionary journeys. It's with a team of yeah. people together. Heavily yeah. invested in the people there. Exactly, too. for yeah. sure. And so there is this aspect where even as he's forming these new communities of like leadership structures, it's all these sorts of things, right? Where it's the community at large that is one of the primary focuses for yeah. Paul and the early church. Yeah. Even to the point where as Paul's writing his letters, and this is something I think even for us today we have to pay attention to, yeah. He's writing to the church in Ephesus, for example. So many times that pronoun you is always in those letters. Yeah. And we have to remember that most, if not all of those you's yeah. are plural. Yeah. For the community. For the community, right? Yeah. So we have this the thing where we have to read our New Testament and just kind of pay attention yeah. that Paul is writing these to a community. Yes, that applies to me individually, yeah. but it applies to me individually in the aspect of my life within I'm the a broader part of this community. community. Exactly. It's also true just in their world. Yeah. We are like a thousand times more individualistic. Mm -hmm. So every time we read the scriptures, we're also reading a document that was formed within a people group that have a communal worldview. Yeah, way different worldview as far as, you know, we have very highly individualistic worldview for better or for worse, like you're saying, a more communal worldview, which I think there's a lot to that. Even to the point where one of the main ways that Paul describes the church is through the language of brothers and sisters. It's family family language, right? And even thinking about so many of what we might consider like theological issues yeah. in Paul's letters are really kind of breakdowns within community that he wants to address pastorally and theologically. Yeah. So all of like the craziness in the church in Corinth yeah. is problems within the community that Paul wants to seek to address yeah. pastorally and theologically. Yeah. And even one of the primary images Paul gives of the church is a body. A body, yeah, totally. Which is a unitary, a, a, a sort of 
a one thing mm-hmm. composed of many many parts, parts. exactly paul even says that his, yeah yeah very frame that like and then we need each other we need each other and we need each other's like whether to push back yeah. to learn to grow all these sorts of things yeah. as we follow jesus like you've said before it's not just about a personal relationship it is that but yeah. it's about so much more yeah. living life in community together to the point where when we look at the end of the biblical storyline what we see is that god has brought together people from every tribe tongue and nation yeah. We're all collectively together worshiping the Lamb who's on the throne, yeah. and we're living in the new heavens yeah. and new earth as a community with God on the That's throne. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And so applying this sort of pastorally yeah. and personally, where does it hit the ground? Yeah, I think for me, just recognizing, first off, we live in a very individualistic culture. So it's almost like fish and water, right? Where individualism David is Foster sort of, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, it's like the, 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 the air we breathe yeah. to a certain extent. So and when the, we read the New Testament, we read that you as individual yes. versus plural, like we just approach it. And we have way. to be cognizantly aware of that and push against that, I think, yeah. to more than I think sometimes we're comfortable with. No, so I think see. that's the first thing, just being aware of that and pushing against some of that individualism. I think secondly, is just being sort of cognizant and aware of Sometimes I think of a community we have like this ideal of it's gonna be amazing People and are gonna easy, love me totally, and, uh, and it's just gonna be you know like no drama. <laughs> I'm gonna like everyone. And I'm gonna like exactly, and to push Which against. Which is not a promise. It, never you in will scripture. Never read it in the just scripture. read the New Testament, right? Yeah. There's always problems within community. Uh, Bonhoeffer, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, from about a century or so ago, wrote during World War II: "Those who love their dream of Christian community more than they love Christian community itself." become destroyers of that Christian community. Because they take that idea. Idea, right? And they say, this is what it should be. And they and impose not, it on everyone else. Then you just sort of undermine, undermine. Your corrosive influence. Yeah, so I think just secondly then, just to push against, or be aware at the very least, some of the idealism that we might carry yeah. as we come into community. I think kind of thirdly, if we're talking about kind of pushing against individualism, pushing against idealism, I think also number three, just commit. There's yeah. a level of community where community takes commitment. Yeah. And that can be really hard in our culture. I think personally, we've seen and experienced this with some of our friends in our own sort of yeah. well community where we have committed, like unless we're sick, we're gonna be together every yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. And over the course of a couple of years, it's formed these beautiful relationships yeah. and trust and community where so much of it, like 90% of it maybe, is just, just about showing, showing up. up and committing yeah. and maybe reorganizing your schedule a bit to prioritize, yeah, this is what it is, to prioritize to inconvenience yourself to a certain extent, to say living in community is really, really important. Yeah, that it's central to the Christian life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the other things I sort of think of more maybe practically or pastorally Mm -hmm. are just, I think sometimes we disconnect community from growth. Yeah. Right, Jesus talks about how, you know, there's people that walk around with a log in their eye. Yeah. And they're like hitting people and they're focused on the splinter in someone else's. (laughs) But I think one of the ways we recognize when we have a log in our eye is we're in community. Mm -hmm. And people say, you know, I've hung out with you for the last two years at this yeah. well community, and you're like, you have a log in your eye. Totally. You're yeah. smacking people. Totally. Yeah. Like, you're <laughs> you're like, people. You're whacking over. people. And you don't even know <laughs> it. Yeah. You don't even totally. know. Um, I also think, uh, you know, that often, and you know, I, I don't necessarily have a verse for this, but experientially, what I've noticed is people that are wounded in community, God almost always heals through community. Yeah. 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 So like. It's great. We can go to therapy. We can do that. We can work on it. Mm-hmm. Sort of, but often the deepest healing happens in communal in environments yeah. and in relationship. Yeah, for sure. Um, also just want to sort of say that, um, I have a note here, just uh, two things. One is also just life is hard. Yeah. And, you know, Paul talks about weird sort of community exists so we can bear one another's burdens mm, and yes. Galatians. Um, and I think that's like, 
Community is not something we just commit to, sure. but also something that like we get something out of. Totally. Oh, yeah. Um, I also want to just highlight that like when we go back to Genesis 1, uh, you know, sometimes we think of community as purely like this insular thing. No, like, sure. I'm just going to protect my friends yeah. and my people. But actually, it's an integral part of our outward witness. Yeah. So uh, Genesis 1, right, when it says human beings are created in the image of God, it says male and female. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, it's a community yes. that witnesses to a communal God. Exactly. So you have a three-in-one God. Yeah. The, the witness, the image bearer is a community. Yeah. Men and women. Um, and I think that then translates into the New Testament when mm -hmm. Jesus says, right, they will, they will know you by how you love, love one, one another. another. Yeah, for sure. Uh, which is a communal frame, right? Like by the way we love and treat and connect and live in community to one another, we witness to the king and the kingdom. Totally. Yeah, for sure. I think that's really crucial to, to understand that is that, again, this is back to Genesis 1 and what you're just saying. What it means to be human is to live in relationship, yeah. live in community. And we're imaging God, who is Father, Son, Spirit, triune, yeah. a community to, a, to an extent, yeah. right? And to live into that as Jesus forms us and shapes us yeah. as a community of his disciples. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah.